0: Hello everyone and welcome to the new episode of World Design. Today with us is Mayank Sharma, who currently is a design manager and design lead at Nansen. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, nice to be here. Uh, yeah. how, are, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, really good. Yeah, feeling really uh, great. And uh, yeah, autumn is hitting in, so yeah, pretty, pretty
0: comfy. That's great! great, great to hear. Um, Mayank, I gathered some information about you for our listeners um, to get you know better and share just a piece of um, of your wide spectrum of your expertise. So let me share that. Um, specializing in web-free, blockchain and fintech, Mayank has extensive UX and UI design expertise for decentralized finance apps and other web app platforms. Um, He believes good design is vital to any environment and plays a big role in improving our daily lives. Mayank loves uh, creating experience for different devices and channels, paying attention to the environment in which they are used, and prides himself on being able to translate complex systems into user-friendly and beautiful products. Do you want to add something um, interesting about you?
1: Uh interesting. Oh Jesus, I didn't think about that. <laughs> um uh, yeah, so I mean I think you already covered quite a bit. Um I I I'm more specializing in purely now in web three space given that there is a huge um um trend. moving towards that. Um and this is something I decided a few years ago. And yeah, quite enjoying uh, the space at the moment. And yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, today's episode, will explore um, the fintech-related UX UI world, um, where we will cover topics such as um, what is the design market in Germany like, what is blockchain, how is it used in design, um, who, how should apps for cryptocurrencies be designed, can you trust money investing apps, how does it work? So lots of interesting questions um, ahead of us. Um, stay with us. Okay. So, um, let's begin. Um, first question to you, um, Mayank, what inspires you the most at the moment?
1: Okay. Um, uh, so I enjoy browsing product, product hunt and better list. Um, also the upper, uh, or the appers, um, it helps me discover new products. Um, I also follow some tech YouTubers who try out new tech regularly. Um, so all of this combined really uh sort of inspires me to uh to keep creating uh, new designs or this in general coming up with new innovation ideas
0: um and what what is your preferences when you when you search um for um what interesting did you find there recently is it is it something unique or innovative so
1: recently I've been finding quite a few things which uh which are tackling the the, uh, the 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 most common problem in Web3 space. Um, so, for example, when you uh, when you when you use MetaMask uh, and you have to sign a a transaction, that that term, that terminology is so uh, so weird to hear for a for you know for a regular user. Um, so, I came across I'm coming across stuff like that which normalizes this or turn them into more uh more plain language so anybody can understand who who wanna use MetaMask or wallet technology. So um, I'm enjoying these things and showing that hey there is a, a big push towards uh making things uh simple uh for everybody to use so people can adopt these things. So that those things really inspire me. Um because when you see these things happening, you see that okay other people are gonna pick it up and make the whole space a lot
0: more simple down the line hmm Okay. Interesting. Thank you. Um, so moving to the next question, how did your adventure um, with design start? Um, have you always wanted to be a designer or it's just something, I don't know, which sliced up?
1: Yeah. So um, so I, I studied interactive media design. Uh, it was a course back then uh, at my university in Bournemouth uh, in England. Um, and my course was divided into two parts. It was part design and part programming. Um, mm-hmm. so I got exposed to, you know, both and, the, of the and, uh, I liked the design part more. That's where I learned the first thing. First time I came across the whole thing is experience, uh, design. And back then it wasn't that big. It was starting out, it was more interaction design and I picked that up and decided to go with it. Uh, I enjoyed that for quite a bit.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's, um, that's, that's, the, that's that's your path of the, of the life. Um, well, where... yeah, there's not much to add <laughs> it's because, I mean, I, people did told
1: me that, hey, I have a little bit of creativity inside me, so I should pursue that. I actually studied, I started studying computer science and business. Um, I worked out because after like two months, I did not enjoy that at all and then decided to go for another degree, which uh, suited me quite well. Uh, because that combined my passion for for tech, uh, which I always loved, uh, loved, uh, and so I wanted to build websites myself and so on. Uh, but I wanted to design things myself as well, and that's where I found this course and just went with it, actually.
0: So what, may I ask why you did finally pick the design than the other discipline? Is something about too- um, you? It just
1: didn't click with me. Like computer science and business was really uh was really boring and bland. Um like I, I couldn't sort of put I can't put a finger like what exactly didn't click with me, it just that the whole thing was just really boring. And when I joined when I came across this project also this degree, I was like, Hey, this is actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh I uh because when I when I talked to the professor, uh it's like, Hey, you're gonna be doing building these things like games. Uh, you will be uh, building random websites, uh, and then the final project kind of con- con- consisted. And okay, one other thing, there was no exams. Okay, which I loved. <laughs> I had to say no exams. I really never liked exams, so this was all practical. You have to uh, uh, you have to create projects and so on, and which I always loved. I always enjoyed them in school as well. Uh, like coming doing these really creative long projects, and and, and that attracted me. Uh, most to the
0: to the course, so you are more creative, soul. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and that exa- exams is a, a for sure a strong advantage that there's no any. Yeah,
1: I, I never liked exams. I don't know why. I just never enjoyed it. Like preparing for it the night before, staying up till late, studying. <laughs> um, I never performed well, but I always performed really well when it came to this. You know, writing this coming with this nice book reports, you know, where, uh, uh, where we get, like collect different articles and images and so on and, and you know, presenting it. I always enjoyed that more, like, you know, I can be passionate about it. Um, and then, yeah. And then when I came across this course like, hey, there's like songs. Let's take, take this song.
0: Okay. And um, briefly, if, if you can say how you, after this many years, what's your opinion um, rating for the, for the university, which, you, which you've done? Was it a good time where you learned a lot, or nowadays um, you would like to go in other way? Still stay in design, but uh, maybe not go to the university. How? how, What what do you think now?
1: Um, I would definitely think for me. So, being honest to you, if it's it's definitely, I would say fifty percent of my time at university, but what I learned was very valuable. uh, not everything which I learned there came in came into play today. Uh, but I would say big chunk was supposed was, was to definitely be helpful. Uh, and back then, when I was starting out, I remember I was learning the theory of colors, uh, typography, and so on, right? Uh, stuff people doing in boot camps. So people who are doing the UX UI boot camp these days, they skip on this big chunk quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they teach you... The whole sort of ux process you know which is very really simple actually, to get your head around it but when executing it is is, is a whole different um it's a whole different um, play so i definitely learned some basic stuff like the foundation stuff typography, color theory and so on um prototyping uh stuff like that and back then we had no sketch i mean if you remember we had just photoshop back then uh, so uh, so Uh, And we had Exu. So I was using Exu back then to prototype things and so on. Uh, And that's that's where I I start to sort of build random prototypes and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, We had no mobile courses back then. Um, There wasn't proper guidelines for those things. We're starting out the whole app store thing uh, back then. So, um, yeah, I would say I learned uh, the basic stuff quite well over there that helped me propel into uh into more advanced stuff down the line like I didn't have to learn those things again I knew that okay how to use color properly how to use typography, and so on and when I started my first job I just knew how to do those things and but now if you compare it uh there are degrees for UX UI designs and so on so I haven't looked into it much I really hope that they touch upon on, on the UI part of it and UX part of it, like equally, mm-hmm. not just go heavy on the UX part and, and, and go less on the UI part, which you see, like with people coming out of boot camps, um, they're really good at understand the UX process, but the UI part, they, they lack quite a bit. Um, so that, that's, that's what I would say. that. Uh, about-
0: so it's like, a it's, it's, um, from your point of view, your comment to to, to do the university to get the foundation right of the design
1: yeah definitely i mean you don't need to go three years right there are courses out there which teaches you um they teach that teaches you um um uh like a four year course where you, where you can do uh just on graphic design um you know um, that 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 one year is plenty for you to understand because a lot of those things are transferable to the UI designer uh, in general, right? Because getting the getting the head around the UX part is actually quite easy. Um, nowadays, there's so many resources out there and so on. Uh, in my time, we had no UX resource, UX, the term UX, UX designer. We just had a term interact, interactive design or interactive designer. Um, and um, and then this thing sort of formed a little bit as we went along. Um, so yeah, so I would say go to university for a year, get you get yourself. If you're interested in, in doing the becoming a UI and UX designer, journalist, I would suggest spending a good one chunk year uh, learning the foundational stuff. Uh, don't do uh, a bootcamp. That's maybe it's a hot take, but I would say that one year is a lot more valuable than doing the three months bootcamp. Okay, uh, yeah, that's okay. just my take on that.
0: I think, I think I have, um, um, I mean, not I think, I'm very sure that I have um, the exactly same opinion about university from my um, area of, of, of knowledge experience as a software developer. Um, so what I've learned, because I also did um, University of, Te- of Technology, and over the years, what I noticed is like um, when you meet someone who has done just, I don't know, front-end development um, course or anything like that, they are focused on on, on on this piece of the software. Um, however, when I speak to people who have um, who done the, the university, they have a wider um, knowledge about the software development because during the study, they they, they show you that um, software developer is not just the front-end or just the back-end. These are um, databases. These are um, embedded um, software. There's, there's multiple disciplines. Um, where you can jump in if you are interested in so probably same with with um in the design so
1: yeah it, do they, the, do the
0: university.
1: <laughs> university yeah not one year you don't have to do one year so yes. you have to do three years you can do one year if you if you True. if you want to but three months is other think is enough yeah. <laughs> to get you around. the wrong. especially nowadays it's, it's just so much to to learn you know uh things are they may look easy but they're not the, the technology got more uh, more advanced there's a lot more different yeah. more more complex touch points mobile got yes. a lot more complex um, you know uh, so i think spending a little bit longer uh, learning learning the skills would be would be beneficial yeah
0: thank you um so moving to your um to your current um expertise. That's what you do nowadays, day after day. Um, where did your, did, you, um, did your interest in fintech come from? How did it all start, if you say? Um,
1: yeah, so I think my interest in fintech starts when I started using some neobanks. Um, so neobanks are challenging banks, they um, they simplify things a lot. Uh, I mean, the traditional bank, it took them so long to even have a mobile app sometimes, so able to do online banking. Um, and when I came across this first time, I was like, "Oh damn, <laughs> this, is, this is this is actually quite good." Um, and I wanted to, I got hooked, and I wanted to design um, um, this this kind of simplified version of, of this complex or old school tradition banks uh, applications. And um, yeah, and I became interested uh,
0: since then. Um, can you because it's it may not be clear to to all of the um, our audience. Um, can you explain a bit what? the neo neobanks stands for what's the difference to, comparing to the traditional banks
1: yeah so neobanks are pretty much they are more stripped down versions of of, of traditional banks they, um, they 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 simplify a lot more functionality these days uh, i mean now traditional banks have gotten at a similar level as the neo banks, but neo banks are still they cater to more, uh, more uh, younger audience uh, like you know gen and it's us you know who, who can use more. Uh, uh, com- sorry, let me reiterate it one more time. Sorry. Um, yeah. So traditional uh, banks, um, you know, they still are quite stuck in old times. Neo banks they offer more functionality and their applications are a bit more slicker and so on um yeah and they don't have an office that's the other thing traditional banking go into office Neo banks won't have that everything happens online mm-hmm. uh, so so that's a that's a big difference over there um so they are so they run more more on a like lean sort of method uh and yeah so if you open the app, application compared to your traditional bank you will see uh the app is a lot more um a lot more catered to younger audience. Like you get, they're more gesture based. Um, they the products are, are offered in a, in a more nicer manner. Um, where a traditional bank will stick with with more of a uh, similar layout and so on. It, it, it sort of feel it, it won't be as slick compared to the to the, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to, the uh, to the new banks in general. Um, the, the trend new banks sort of started in UK and Germany at least understanding when i came across the first time i came across was in uk um when when they started offering functionality back then where you can pay with your phone uh, you can uh, you can make a transfer easily and so on um, they were boosting the functionality hey you can do online transfers whereas some banks were still sort of like getting the hang of these things um, so so yeah so they they usually are ahead of the curve and um, in general and uh and yeah that's pretty much what sort of mm-hmm. new banks are but as i mentioned earlier traditional banks have caught up to those things now um and and they are they're sort of almost had to add but again there is a bit of a this old Neo banks always gonna have a bit of an edge uh when it comes to this this slickness this this, this uh a bit bit of a um I'm still looking for here uh this looks wise and functionality wise might be open a little bit more for example one big example I can give you is traditional banks will never offer uh crypto uh, crypto uh, purchasing uh and they actually blocking you from from buying like my bank sometimes they say hey we have rejected your your purchase for buying PTC uh, whereas if you could Revolut or N26 and so on you can actually buy uh bitcoin ethereum other 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 cryptocurrencies right within the applications uh you can even buy stocks uh if you want to buy the application Revolut does that right they do really well um and this that's a really good example of a Same of uh um 26 as well they do things other things really well as well nuri uh, which is another uh german neo bank they do that they they they're a blockchain bank which lets you uh buy Bitcoin Ethereum, but also use the app as a normal bank as well, right? So, so traditional banks will not offer you such functionality. Uh, so, uh, so that's a big, 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 difference I would say, when it comes to that.
0: So what 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 do you think? Will the because like like you're saying um traditional bank will never reach the level of the of the functionality compared to the new banks, right? um because of the numbers yeah. of the of the reasons, one is probably business um maybe some regulation, yeah, so regulation plays a huge role like it it plays one of the biggest of that
1: um uh, but that's that's just one thing right um and second is is uh, traditional banks don 't really have to to do that like some banks have rolled out their own neo banks by the way. Um, I can't think of a, of a name at the moment, my head. in UK, some banks say, hey, okay, we're just going to roll out a spin-off version of our, our application targeted towards younger audiences. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and they've done that. So banks are sort of playing, they're hedging both sides, actually, you know, in some manner here. So, um, so, so they are in the game, but they're not in the game. Because they you know that, hey, traditional bank is not going away for a while. Um, they have a huge customer base, uh, and they don't have to worry about those things um and but they know that okay um they still want to capture this other market share with the younger audience who are who want these extra products like offer to buy offer to purchase uh stocks or etfs or invest in etfs or buy bitcoin uh uh or ethereum but i know that a lot of new banks are are definitely offering stock uh, stock purchasing and Mm -hmm. um etfs investment right they offered quite a bit of them offer these things um so yeah so so I don't think uh Bank have to do a catch up or rather they just take in this spin off the application like spin off uh, another branch or something and 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 create uh these these uh, neo banks themselves and let them run
0: i'm just I'm just listening to you uh, um, the one thing comes to my mind is like um from our past um because the the neo banks um it's like a modern technology which is um growing, right? Um, and mm-hmm. getting more and more market share in the banking. Um, do you know the brand Nokia? Yeah. Is it Apple. is It looks like a kind of similar example that Nokia had a huge market share. They were very convinced about the technology and smart con, smartphones come up. Um, um, Apple, um, Android, and... Yeah, um, not the score changed.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. No, as, as I said, I don't. Uh, regulation place thing is there in the world. There, there are people who, you know, again, so not everybody interested in buying stocks in ETF or buying Bitcoin, Ethereum, right? There's a small audience of that relatively right now, in my opinion. Um, and traditional banking is not going anywhere because that runs sort of a lot of things these days or big money. So I don't think. I don't think that that is the case. Um, as I mentioned, like a lot of these traditional banks have spin off, spinned off uh, um, these these applications um, to um, uh, you know to offer these extra products to to capture the market share. So they they are in the play, but they but they are also aware that hey, the normal bank system is not going not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, so they are they're pretty chill about it. Until something does come up big, I don't know what that would be. (laughs) Bitcoin, I don't know, (laughs) but but for right now,
0: they're pretty safe, I would say. Okay, okay, yeah, thank you. So let's see, (laughs) Um, Mike, can you tell us about um, about the projects um, which you have been doing so far, and um, how um, did they influence your career?
1: yeah, so once I came across D-apps, or decentralized applications, um, I instantly got interested in becoming an expert in this field. I started working purely on, on D-apps and web-related projects. Um, I built a portfolio of these projects in the early days and when space was tiny. Uh, so, yeah, and having this experience gave me so many advantages uh, when looking for new opportunities. Um, yeah, so that's that was the overall, um, yeah, myself, influenced in my career quite a bit when i came across ethereum and and then d apps and back then all of these were built by pure developers designers weren't even involved in it um so i started helping out these random developers saying hey if you need help designing this uh, your application hollow at me and i still do that time to time uh, because um a lot of developers either don't have cash or of sort of in general resources to make the application yeah. uh, look good from this experience standpoint. Um, so, so yeah, so that definitely influenced quite a bit of it. Um, uh, and, yeah.
0: And can, can I ask you how this commercial space changed over the, the years from your point of view? Um, is there a huge market needs? Um, and if so, on what domain in the DApps? Because you are already in this um, are you up over six years, right? Um, so how, yeah. how it looks from your point of view. Um, so it's, it it has become quite
1: uh, trendy now, I must say. Um, um, it's been so trendy like especially last day when the whole nFT boom happened, um, that propelled the whole sort of vector space in, in in the in the, in the mainstream. I mean, if you look at it, Starbucks is now preparing to offer nfts as the as a as a sort of revolt. Or to, to their members, basically, uh, and that kind of shows that this space is is becoming big and big, quite a bit. Uh, but overall, in general, the apps relatively are small, and they're quite still stuck to fintech only. When it's a fintech, like only financial applications are running on decentralized application. Example would be DeFi applications uh, or decentralized finance. You know, so there's a lot of um, uh, these De- decentralized exchanges out there and other products related to sort of financial instruments are running on uh are running as d apps um there are other applications uh out there for example nansen is doing uh, uh a, a decentralized uh, chat uh application right we have one of those things which is pretty cool so you can talk to other people uh, uh and there's no there's a middle Man, out uh, there you just sign a transaction. Sorry, you, so you connect your wallet, and boom, you can actually talk to uh, other community members over there. So there are some cool apps beyond the uh, the, the, the sort of the DeFi or financial instruments being offered, um, but majority are still, I would say, is is just financial apps out there. Uh, very small amount of apps out there which which are uh, which sort of goes beyond that. So the space still has to grow quite a bit um uh, and need to be simplified. It is still stuck in the 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 um the the learning curve in general and the entry point into into the into this application is still very huge still very complicated and confusing for a normal person you know if i if i tell my mother today hey go and make a trade on the, on a on a swap she she wouldn't know how where to start what is a wallet why does she need a wallet and so on uh, even though I tried to explain to her, and I gave up. <laughs> uh, so, so, so that need to be solved quite a bit in order to uh, for other people to sort of start using it and becoming a bit more mainstream. Um,
0: yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yes, was. it is. Thank you. It does because um, I'm I'm wondering. Um, you're saying that the majority of the apps is still f- um, financial, and um, is it because it fits best, the easiest? um area is to implement this blockchain technology into the finance um how, how, how do you see that because um the the blockchain that as a technology um it has that um number of advantages right um yeah. that it is you know not this is guarantee um all the data consistency and, and so on um and i'm just wondering is it's not Obviously, it's not fit to every app, right? Um, yeah. On our life, and if it is still more exploring the places where it can be implemented in,
1: yeah. So, I mean, the whole point behind the, the Bitcoin or in general blockchain that hey, that everything is visible, right? I can see what's going on. Um, nothing is hidden for me um, compared to banks, like you know, whatever happening behind, you know, behind the closed door in the order book. We don't know where the money is coming from, going. Whereas we can go and sort of go on can check uh, who's buying what, where the money is flowing, and so on. And um, and that was basically the, the, the main principle when the whole um, Bitcoin was invented and started. And then Ethereum came about, and of course people started building more 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 applications geared towards financial instruments, um, because that's you know that was the promise uh, which was made earlier uh, from, from Bitcoin and um and it was kind of natural uh right of course they they are as i said they are application but uh, like social there are social media apps out there uh on running on ethereum blockchain uh, but it is still gonna be quite for a while right now i would say it's still going to be quite uh, um, financial applications uh heavy uh, ecosystem uh mm-hmm. And as I said, in order to, uh, and uh, also not everything need to be uh, as a yes. uh, Now I'm seeing a lot of people um, just slapping Web3 or, 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 or on the application. It doesn't have to be. I don't know why they're doing that. I mean, of course, there's a clear incentive that, hey, hey it, it, it is. It's,
0: it, it's so, it so is fancy and, and hype. Exactly hype. It's
1: fancy and it, and it attracts investors, right? um so so not everything has to be has to be a d app uh so so yeah but there right. are some applications which are definitely have a pretty cool use cases out there uh but in my opinion no, not everything has to be uh a d app and it, and, and this space is going to stay quite heavily on the financial inside quite
0: a bit for right now yeah yeah that's that's true. I, I remember that I was doing um, some research on that and um, a good example to to implement the the blockchain was um market of the diamonds um, where you can um, keep transparent chain of the transactions um, that, you know from 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 the place where where, the, where, it, where it was um, to get out from the ground. Um, to the yeah. um, to the end user, so, so that's that's a, yeah. that's another good example, I think. Um, thank you, um, Mayank. What are you working on now? Uh, okay, uh, so
1: as I mentioned, uh, as you mentioned, actually, um, so I'm currently working at Nansen, um, uh, where obviously the prototype team, uh, and we're currently working on very cool Proxy three. Um So Nansen is on a mission to build the super app of that three. Um, so we have quite a few things uh, in the works. Um, some of them are live. So as I mentioned, we have, of course, the main main Nansen Pro app, um, which is basically on-chain analysis data people can access uh, easily. Um, and then we get Nansen Portfolio where people can 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 manage their assets and track their their holdings and positions mm-hmm. quite easily. Um, mm-hmm. Then we got Nansen uh, Connect, which is our, our chat, offering so people can talk to each other uh and yeah and then we have a research portal which is we re- launched two weeks ago where we publish um re- uh, in-depth reports on different protocols and projects and so on um so yeah so that's that's and there's much more in Words which I can't talk about but yeah so, so we are so we have uh quite a few different offerings and and we're building yeah so it's all web related in general um so that's
0: yeah. Is it okay. is it something that turned the way how we understand the apps, the centralized the centralized apps?
1: Um, you, what do you mean by that? Um, so I didn't get your question.
0: Um, so because um, now now we we understand the apps, the centralized apps, like mostly like our wallets, right? Um, this is probably right. what how the majority of the of the population understand. or um, NFT, and that's another thing which is um, you know um, getting more and more popular. Um, and com- yep. looking at, at what you are doing now and what you're going to release shortly, is is it something which break the this this convention, this clubs or? Uh,
1: not really. As I said, this is still very financial
0: related, for, and it's for investors, right?
1: Um, so people, people are people who are crypto traders. Uh, they are usually going to be using Nansen. Um, or everything related over everything we're offering is related to to people finding out insights and making their investment based on the insights um, though um, them, though they still require to use their wallet and so on it is still using the same sort of functionality to find other the application uh, but it is in a context of of, of sort of finding that those insights doing the due diligence and discovery on on the tokens or different protocols or projects um yeah
0: easier in a more convinced way what's that e- easier and more in more convinced way the investor.
1: yeah so that's that's the other focus we had uh, when we were designing it uh, when we were designing these things we wanted to simplify the experience quite a bit um it's that that has been my mission over here uh, that everything we design that it's it it's it's, it's, it's a dumbed down version um the one thing we we have learned about general crypto investors is that they they don't much care about design that much, um, and and because they're so used to using other broken application from the user experience standpoint, um, they they don't really much care. But when they do see things simplified, they do really enjoy using the application. Um, and we wanted to we wanted to use design as an advantage to mm-hmm. us um, that we simplify things and we we tell a story with our data um, because Manson is a data analytics company yes. um, and and we wanted to simplify that um, quite a bit that they when they read uh, analytics they they understood what they they're looking what they're looking for and what they're looking at in general um, and yeah so that's that's been sort of in general the mission of the whole design team over here that we we simplify things we make things in, in, we make, we tell things in a story uh, in general um, And that sort of helps retain our customers quite a bit compared to our
0: competitors. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, We talk about the blockchain and my next question is, um, what is blockchain from your point of view as a designer and how is it used um, in design?
1: Uh, Right. So when I discovered Bitcoin and blockchain, it took me some time to understand. However, it is an upcoming technology which has some significant benefits. For example, blockchain is, is, is buzzing with the uh, um, ability of solving trust issues in technology and other domains like economy, uh, economies and government regulation. Uh, though people are talking about this promising technology, it is too complicated for everyone to understand uh, precisely and what is it or how it works. And the complexity of blockchain and what it does makes users feel confused and suspicious, which uh, there's a huge barrier between the user and the products. Some people even even mistakes believe that blockchain is Bitcoin, which is not, and call it virtual, uh, call it a virtual money. And as product designer, our mission is to help users uh, comprehend the blockchain in a reliable way. Um, so product need to speak uh, the language. Uh, so it's our mission to bring the most straightforward explanation uh, of the technology, technology to the user. As I mentioned earlier, telling a story, pretty much. Mm-hmm uh simplifying it uh removing the uh, uh the jargon um and that's the one we can help shape the perspective on blockchain and create product that trust uh you know, into use basically
0: mm-hmm. and are there any design techniques um you use that that are um specific um to designing in the uh, blockchain space um for example when brainstorming um or developing concepts um is the um in the blockchain space
1: uh yeah so we have uh, some pattern and principles we should take into consideration um so and this is, again a lot of the examples which I'm going to give you is is, is they're they quite a bit uh, uh on, again on a, on a, on a financial uh, side of it but some you know, in, gen, in general overall um, so for example would be um so many many web three I think uh mistaken uh, assume considerable experience of the past user and sort of designers should verify clarify the implication of that three unfamiliar features of action for example before depositing crypto funds in the liquidity pool you know, on a tax uh, new, new investors need to know uh, that their money is, is it might lose value a warning that could be delivered with a pop-up message on the deposit screen and no one does that right Every, every if you go any tax like you, swap there's like hey here are the pools provide liquidity. But they don't really provide any warning around it. So, uh, so for a new uh, investor, that's that's a bit uh, that's not a great experience, uh, right? The, the 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 rewards or the, the APY or the APR, like hey, you can get hundred percent rewards over a year, yeah. um, but nobody tells you uh, that you could lose all of it. You could lose quite a bit of it, right? So, um, and that's a big difference. Like, if you go to a bank, if you open a bank application, traditional bank. You will see tons of warning that your capital is at risk, yeah, all the time, uh, and uh, so just to, to let people know that hey, if they're investing in something, you might lose money. And that's a big difference. Yes, people, there should to be more clear, prompt, uh, complete information uh, given to the to the user uh, in, in the crypto space. Um, other example would be um, use familiar currencies to communicate exchange rates, uh, and so you know as cryptocurrencies such as bitcoin become popular and their price fluctuate it can be hard to track how much they're worth so in digital wallet e-commerce app uh, where these tokens are bought and sold and traded so, uh, such as uh, NMT, designer should user designer should show the user's price conversion from crypto to their native currencies avoid using more than three decimal places because you know you can go like Bitcoin will be like 0.0 is something Be just simply are ah, it's worth ten dollars right
0: now. Yeah. It's, 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 it's well. in the more um, language which we understand as a regular citizens, right? Exactly. Because you
1: because if you want to trade Bit, if you want to use Bitcoin in real life, you, you could you want me to go and talk to your friends and say, hey, can you send me 0.008 Bitcoin? like, what is that? Oh send me zero point zero hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. Like, ah, okay cool, I'll send you that. Right. this is a lot more easier. But it, dollars is one thing. It could be yen, it could be euro, it could be Rupees, it could be I don't know, words, a couple dollar <laughs> by whatever the native currency they are in. the should be sort of surface that information in that.
0: And is, is it still something for you after many, many, many years in the in the fintech in this blockchain technology, which you still use as a as a base, as a you know, um, point of um, where where you look at compare when you trans um, transfer some money?
1: Yeah, so, so I use example, I use dollars quite a bit. Dollars is basically you will find the most of it. The, uh, mm-hmm. most common currency in, in, in the world of uh, df so 5 applications in general, and um, you um, people tend to change it to euro if they want to. Uh, for example, if you use Coinbase you, in UK, you will get everything in pounds as, as uh, and if you open the coinbase up in Europe, uh, Germany, you will see in euro. So d- they do that quite uh, because yeah, people don't know the conversion of dollars. Uh, <laughs> because they don't live there so countries does, does that quite well as well, but not applicate, not every application uh offering of native currencies um, they okay. dollars sometimes um other example I want to give is in general clarified transaction waiting time, which is probably the biggest pain point in my opinion um so when you're transferring funds um, through a okay. um, bank you, you immediately receive a status you know update that hey you're you uh your transaction is gone through, right? It's pretty really easy. I transfer money, I get I get a notification, boom, all good. Right. That's not the same thing where when it comes to uh to uh, when you when you're doing uh transfer on a tax or that's from your wallet to somewhere else. Um the average processing time for blockchain transition could be up to three minutes. I've seen longer uh <laughs> um uh have to wait up to two hours actually. Uh so I've been using um this technology for six years, I still panic. Where is my money? Uh, when I'm, where's the money when it leaves my wallet? Basically, uh, I don't really receive a, a, a timely delivery confirmation. Um, yeah, there's some probably a method for that as well. You have to just have ETC scan or BSS scan or whatever the explorer you are using on the side open just to check that. Ah, oh, okay, the transaction went through uh, and it's it's there. Uh, and so and it, yeah, so that so having designers uh, clarify that somehow um You know, like, hey your transaction is 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 in the middle or is halfway through. or Sorry, halfway through or it or it's nearly done or it's not there. Uh, or it hasn't you know gone through properly. Notified provide the or, feedback. Uh, exactly. Keep them keep them in loop. Um. Yeah. So it's 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 a or, or just send them to, to either scan if possible to to keep a check on the transaction. Uh. If possible. But yeah, it's it's it's. It is still a bit of a, a mess on that side. Um, I mean, I, I'm used to it, but as I said, for uh, for somebody who who's making a first-hand transaction, uh, and they probably won't know where the money is, right? That's the best. That's, that's just one thing, because they're so used to money being delivered so quickly. Uh, with the traditional bank, they will, they, they're going to have this mental model uh, about this, like, hey, uh, uh, the money should arrive instantly, right? That's that's how it works, and also it's blockchain, it should be plus technology. So there's some different things um, built in their head, also different expectations, sorry, uh, in their head, um, but that's far from reality actually. Um, and on top of that, you have the gas fees and so on. That also sort of uh, doesn't really get communicated that you need to pay for these things to to make it faster, right? So if you if you use to send money uh, so if you want to send money from your wallet to somewhere else you get sometimes you get three options slow fast, slow medium and fast again mm-hmm. you know, person know what the hell is that um, because again they use traditional banking that there's a the fees to transfer something right uh, yeah. uh, so so again these things uh, need to be communicated very in advance and nobody's doing that at the moment they all just basically it's all catered to a small group of people uh, who are um, fluent let's say in in general um uh, using the using these applications um it's not ready yet for in general for the uh, for the wider audience and that's where designers need to come in and need to uh, clarify these touch points a lot more uh make it easier for them to uh, uh to 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 uh, make it easier for the uh, designer to make it sorry designers need to make it easier for uh uh for this new wave of uh audience or so in general older audience if they want to help them adopt this technology um uh, to to simplify these things um, yeah mm-hmm. i think those are the options uh or the, or the uh, uh, I, yeah i have one more what i, I want to talk about the principle uh which is um i love to use on one way actions but that's also something i've seen not being done quite a bit so blockchain is known as one-way action uh that keeps network safe and transparent there are no takes backs or undo, right? Uh, so once you, tr- if you send a transaction to a different wallet than you wanna send, you can't just- dis- You're not gonna you- get it back. You can't get it back because you don't know who that person is at the end the right, right? There's no way to contact this person. That person is basically go and run with your money and be happy about it. Uh, but the biggest one is if you forgot your private key or um, uh, uh, um, there's no way to recover it, right? If, so people who don't know what private key is, private key is like a password for your wallet, basically. Um, and in a user, in a in a in a more normal application, mm-hmm. you can just reset it easily. You can just go to uh, your bank and you can reset your password and you can ac- access your funds again. That's not the case uh, mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with 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 blockchain. And um, and people, a lot of companies do uh, who are offering wallets as a service uh do iterate that um, when people are creating wallets but people still don't really uh understand <laughs> uh, right. that this is so critical i've been a victim of that myself where uh when i started off back in the days i created a bunch of wallets uh and i was using these wallets to get free airdrops back then <laughs> and so and i once i got a airdrop uh pretty significant some um, but i forgot private key i have no idea where it is i, I know the wallet public address i can keep going checking that even today it's like ah oh, it's, it's worth a couple of thousand but i can't take it out because because there is lost there it. a lot of private key right yeah um and this is me i would say i think this is three four months in into the sort of starting out my journey in this world so you can imagine somebody uh, who's starting out fresh up right now though things are improved quite a bit Back then, there was no much warning on that front. There was warnings, warning, but now things are definitely improved. But still, uh, I think um, designers have to do a bit more work on alerting uh, the user uh, and sort of giving them that this is very important. Um, there's no take backs on these things uh, and need okay. to uh, make them be responsible for the user mental sort of experience and physical assets. Sort of. uh, so that's sort of in our duties. To do
0: that, that like, that's what one of your pillars right in the design just educates um users that, that there's one way action right don't lose yeah. your private key <laughs> yeah. exactly uh
1: yeah that's this is one of the biggest pain points uh, in general uh, but yeah but overall all all actions in on in, in blockchain are sort of one way um, and you don't really get much context uh, around it, when I press that button, I still to today like because I'm I'm trying out random random application whenever I get a chance. Till today, I'm like, what what's gonna happen with my funds when I press that button? Um, there's no proper context to it. At least in a in a, in a in a in a normal application, they give you context. Oh, okay, next step's gonna be this thing, and if you do this, you will get this X thing out of it. Uh, and a lot of the application today, they don't still give doesn't give you that sort of context, and that worries me myself. Like, so I think twice before I click that button. So you can imagine somebody who's been around space, um, who's hesitating pressing that button. Again, somebody coming in um, is 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 going to be a more daunting experience. So like us as a designer need to do a bit more work on that.
0: May may I ask you why why is that? Um... What what comes to my mind is like um, I'm I'm working on different projects. Um, one is the fintech in the in the classic way. Um, if I if I if my say like that, another type of projects which I work on is um, humanitarian projects um, addressed to the to the people um, in the growing countries like um, um, Africa, Zambia, um, Philippines. And what we have learned over this last couple of years is like a we on from the UI perspective. At the beginning of our journey, um, we wasn't con- um, conscious about that. What is native to us, intuitive, is not going to be for other people. So we had to we had to do a step back um, and try to explain every step of the even simple form. Um, for the people to make them convinced um, and comfortable with this tool, so this is, I think that this is similar situation in the in the in the um, blockchain, right? Yeah. This kind of. App. It, it, indeed, um, it's
1: it's it's a whole bit
0: it's a whole different way of
1: thinking. I would say us a whole different way of doing things. Um, uh, because in a, in, because if you do a, make a mistake. In a in a normal sort of web two app or if in a bank, you know, make a mistake, send it to the wrong person, and so on. The bank will step in and say, "Oh, don't worry, they got you. You get your money back, right?" Mm-hmm. Or if you get hacked, oh. that's the other thing. Uh, um, you are you technically insured because you know your bank is insured, and like the bank will give you money back easily. That's not the case with blockchain, right? If you get hacked, if you if if a, if, a, if a bad actor's got you know you got use got uh, access to your funds and something happens or so you make a mistake. You're on your own, right? And that yes. that concept is still relatively new to people because they're so used to the traditional way of doing things. And educating them on that fact and teaching them somehow this thing uh, is probably the most important thing, the uh, most first chapter of the of sort of like getting this journey started into this world. Who truly wanna go into? Sort of the decentralized applications um, so yeah so it's it's it is it is a yeah as, as much it's a whole different way of doing things and thinking uh, and and uh, as a job as a designers we need to need to be patient with them and break things down dumb it down if possible um and mm-hmm. and, and, and and offer operate in a manner that they they, they can learn as sort of, and by making mistakes and uh, or maybe a demo account I don't know like there's an idea out there right this yeah. way they can play with play with the things uh, make mistakes learn like hey what the actions might have uh, what kind of consequences they actions might have if they do they do something wrong over there um, if that's not a possible if that's a possibility then provide more education on each step of the way what happens when I press that button why hey you're about to press this button and when you press this button you know, the money will leave your account. And if it will go to this other wallet is this is the wallet you want to send money to are you sure about that just double triple checking these things yeah. um it could be annoying for some people but it will be beneficial for a lot of people because it gives them a chance to sort of do a last and check on on these details um even today when i'm sending funds even if it's ten dollars i'm checking the whole address the whole yeah. long string <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, and that's the other thing. Like people need to sort of get used to that. Hey, they they can't just write the name of the person. That they, they you have to copy and long this long string, uh, and then you have to and teach them that hey, when you're transferring funds, you need to, you need to uh, check the first five digits of the of the address and the last digit of the address. Like um, that's how I learned it back in the day. It's like hey, yes. that's how you start to look at it. Um, but again, if you if you go to even to if you go to uh, to a DEX if you go to Coinbase or if you go to Binance, which are a very main popular uh application, which sort of is a gateway drug into getting into into crypto world, uh they don't even sort of teach you those things. Like hey, hey enter the address where you want to send money to, um and so on, or hey, can check the last four digits and so on, or can double check the full string that is where you want to send. Um so yeah, I think these these big players have a chance, a big big massive chance to to educate these users. Uh I feel like they're sort of missing out on, on that on that front. Um they have they have a lot of resources page, which is great, but would love to have it in the context when they're making those actions. They like modification that point So yeah.
0: Do not and do not overload, to do not scare the, the users. <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. 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 Um, is there um, problematic um, as a designer to already have um, technology in mind for for solving a problem? Blockchain when you approach new projects.
1: Um, yeah. So okay. So a solution to any issues it brought forward through systematic research of every possible solution and understanding the best option for the users. Plus, so so blockchain is certainly not the solution for many, as I mentioned. Uh, so if not, majority of problems designers currently face. Um, implementing any blockchain technology in its current form has challenges outside of designers' control simply due to the limitation. For example, the network speed, as I mentioned, it could be congested, it could be slow. Um, the security part of it and risk. So, so no option to recover and revert transaction, as I mentioned earlier, like, just, you know, it's one way. Um, any code issue with a smart contract, That something that's not, not in our control. Um, so yeah, things like this,
0: uh, I would mention. that one. Thank you. Okay. Um, Mike, at this point, we will take, um, a break as this episode will be divided into two parts. Um, we will continue our interview. Um, I have some more interesting questions, um, for you, but right now I, I would like to invite our listeners to listen, um, uh, the second part of the interview, which will be available on the Spotify and the Apple podcasts soon um so thank you and goodbye
1: this podcast is brought to you by elite crew the software house that helps designers shape the world if you need help with your project or want to consult technical matters just drop us a message at elitecrew.io. we'll be happy to help